0: Hello and welcome to the Talking City podcast. John Cross, the Chief Football Writer at The Daily Mirror, sat down with none other than Manchester City's Rodri, the midfield maestro of the Champions League winning goal scorer in 2023. It was a no-hold-bar conversation for around 35 minutes, covering everything from Rodri's journey through football, from being released as a teenager, his career at Villarreal, joining Manchester City... His favourite players growing up, his favourite food, his favourite band and everything in between. This is Rodri as you've never seen him before. But sit back, grab a drink and enjoy this absolutely wonderful conversation.
1: Incredible stat! You must have seen it about unbeaten in a year. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, I think yesterday was one year since uh, since that uh, first the victory. So yeah, very happy for that. Of course, always this uh, a team sport, so it's always about the team. But yeah, very very happy for that. 365 days, five trophies,
2: no defeats. I mean, that's just just remarkable. You must take so much personal pride out of that. It yeah. shows your importance to the team too, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, I mean, for, you you know, for me, last season was just unbelievable. I mean, uh, I think um, if you dream for a season, you dream how it could be, how individual performance, collective performance, the way ups and downs in the game, in the season. Uh, uh, we are like a, like a family, like a team and how it finished everything is like just a dream. I think uh, it finished so, so well, uh, so emotional everything. Uh, then we made history, but also the way we did it and with how, how much effort we, we made all these years to arrive to this situation. So everything was perfect and also with my, my national team. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it was a remarkable year for me and,
2: and so happy for that. Do you regard it as the best year? of your playing career?
1: In all the sense, in terms of individual performance, in terms of maturing the game, in, in terms of the team, uh, the, the, the players we bring in, uh, important players. I mean, of course, since I'm here, the the baseer. I came from a family that uh, they always uh, teach me that, of course, football is, is something uh, special for you, but it has to be a hobby uh, until it became uh, real and professional. Uh, so has to be a second choice. I mean, the first is to have a future and always have this in mind. So that's why I keep studying until the end. Uh, I start with the, the the degree with 18. With 18, I wasn't in the first team. So I was there. So uh, of course, then I, I start playing the first division, with Real, Real and then move to Atletico, but I want to finish mm. because it's not only about the future and what I'm going to do after football. And it's also about Having some knowledge, uh, being different from the typical footballer and, and have in mind that uh, I know a lot of good people also in the environment of, of the studies. And it yeah. helps me a lot to focus my brain on other stuff, that not only football, because football sometimes is so demanding, so stressful. And if you are 24 hours thinking of football, I think it's not healthy and it helped me a lot. Mm.
2: i think I think i read that you you see yourself more as a sporting director in the future rather than a manager yeah. i mean you, you know loads of players kind of take things from their manager. you probably take more from Trixie than 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 Pep
1: yeah, I'm not saying about how good it we'll would be to 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 be a coach. I think it has a very good part, although it has a, a bad part in in terms of you have to deal with the ego of players not 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 easy sometimes uh and you have to live the same life as footballer, travels, uh, spend time in, the, in hotels, you know what it means when you play away, these kind of things. Uh, but when I want to see the figure of, of, uh, of the sports director more like, um, like a brain, a strategy in a club, uh, who you bring, uh, these kind of, of things. Uh, attract me a bit more yeah. than the tactics of, of the football. Uh, but let's see, I don't know, maybe when, when I retire, maybe I don't do... Either I just do my own stuff, so let's see.
2: What other interests have you got away from football that keep your mind off?
1: I think I don't I don't know. I, I, I always said if I wouldn't if I wasn't a footballer, uh, I would like to do my own project. Uh, I mean I think I'm a very uh, I want to do great whatever I do. So I just uh, follow this goal and try to be better and whatever I do. So I think I would do something by my own feel that is something mine rather than work for another one. But yeah, I don't know.
2: What was fascinating about you last night and in so many games that we see you play is your physical presence on the pitch, isn't it? But, I, you know, again, sort of just reading through what I found amazing was that I think when you were a teenager, you released, weren't you, for being on the, on the smaller size physically. Is that, is that really true?
1: Yeah, it is. It is the fact that I had a late growth. Yeah. Uh, my My DNA was late growth, so... Uh, but yeah, you, ha- you just have to see my parents to realize how big I- I'm going to become because my, par- my father is 190 and my mom is also very, very tall. So yeah, they just need to have a bit more patience. I think uh, they didn't have that patience or even myself, I realized that uh, I will be better in, in another place. Uh, but yeah, when I became, I think, 18 more or less, I just started growing. I was like this. But I started growing, and yeah, to be fair, when I came here to England, I just started growing like that. So yeah, it was uh, long, yeah. but at the end, I knew that this is going to come right. Yeah, that, that setback when you were released, does that make you appreciate what you've got now yeah. even
2: more? And did, did it drive you on, you know, to, to really become a better player? I
1: think oh, if I talk uh, for all footballers, I think the bad moments or the moments they don't uh, trust on you or the, the moments you feel a bit low are the most important in your career. In my uh, individual experience, it was uh, the way, the mentality, I, I grow uh, in this kind of situations. I move out from my family a long, long time and this makes you be more mature and grow a lot. And then, as I said, they, they told me, are you sure moving to England? It's, it's another experience, you're going to be alone. I was like, I'm definitely, uh, because uh, I, this is what I want uh, and I know I'm ready for that. So these kind of situations make you the player I am.
2: Mm. You put on 10 kilos, is that right for, for, the, for the Premier League? I mean, yeah, obviously, obviously, obviously gradually, probably. More or
1: less, yeah. yeah. I, th- I remember I was in 80 when I was in Villarreal and now I'm in 90, so yeah. Wow. How did you do it? and what how did you do it and why do you do it all the the shakes and all these things because uh, I'm not a big big fan of the gym, so I think it's a bit of everything right okay, and you needed to do it for the physical demands of the premier League for english well it's i think it is is the consequences of competing in the league I think just competing in this league makes your body be stronger and your mentality and and the body i think uh, I think England is everything more intense and more physical. always England has been more physically than other leagues. Uh, and when you come from a Spanish league that is so, so different, it plays in, in a different way, uh, you can see the difference. But I think it's the, the way you adapt is the, the key.
2: Do you like those physical battles? You know, you, 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 know, you are physically prepared.
1: I learned, I learned to, I wasn't a player to be physical. it wasn't my strength. Uh, I was a technical player with the ball and liked the, the ball and... I didn't focus much on the defensive side. But when I start playing, well, when I realised that if I want to be a professional footballer or a top midfielder, I need to be even better without the ball than with the ball, that was the, where the growth and, the, and and this began. So I, re, I have a very important coach in my past that teach me this. Always uh, cover the spaces, be strong, headed, up. Everything is something I gain by the time. Yeah. You, you owe him a lot too. Yeah, all my all my coaches. I, I always said uh, I'm like a kind of a sponge. I try to to take or to catch the best things of, of every people I've met, uh, of my coach in my career, not only my professional, in my young career. So,
2: yeah, because I don't think you regard yourself as a classic six, do you? You don't. You don't want to. Almost. You don't. Feels to me from what I read. But basically you don't want to almost be seen as that.
1: Yeah, I mean, what is a classic six? I mean, I think football has changed a lot in the last years. I think a classic six maybe will be... Busquets, Kante? Yeah, well, I think Busquets is very complete in all the sense. I mean, classic six. Uh, I think more of this player that is like only defensive and not much with the ball. But now you have to be like, like a number eight. So I think it changed a lot. Uh, in my And in my perspective, in my opinion, now with um, with goals, with assists, you can be also part of that. And I think in the past it wasn't like this, the holding midfielder, to be honest. So, yeah.
2: Mm. Is there, was there one that you really admired growing up, a
1: player yeah. that inspired yeah. you, that you really looked to? Yeah, I think, of course, that we all have different generations. My generation was uh, Barcelona 2008 um, this, this kind of team, so big, big uh, admired for, for Busquets, for example, or Xavi Alonso, because I think we are the greatest generation in the midfield. So you, I was lucky to, to watch them, very lucky to, to learn from them. Not when I played with them, when I was at home, yeah. as a kid watching them. I think this is something very important. Who are your references when you're a kid? And, and I, saw, I saw these kind of players. Of course, my idol was Sisu. But I wasn't the same player, so, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you must take
2: a lot from, from that sort of studying and just,
1: yeah. you know. And, and I'm, a, I'm a kind of a player that tries to understand uh, the football. I think it's something that I... One of the best things I have is the way I understand football. And when I watch a game, I, I don't really pay attention on the ball. I pay attention on what is going on around the pitch. And for the midfield, I think is key. Yeah, how, where did you pick that up from or was, was that something that just came naturally I think it has to be a mixture I think it's, it's something natural uh, something that you have to be interested for, for example when you're a kid if you're interested in just scoring goals you're not going to pay more attention in the passing yeah. uh, so maybe your talent or your focus is to be striker winger a... but mine wasn't like this uh, I love to score goals but then I realised how beautiful it is to move the team and be the leader of the team and try to organise the team and this and for me and midfield you are everywhere you're part of everywhere you know and for me it was so beautiful so i decided to play that position
0: we've teamed up with manchester city to bring one listener the ultimate manchester city fan experience Immerse yourself in City's state-of-the-art stadium tour experience featuring all three of the treble winner's trophies, as well as a first-hand feel as you walk out from the Etihad Stadium glass tunnel. But that's not all. Not only will you have a full tour of the stadium in all its glory, you will sit in Pep Guardiola's seat on the touchline to soak up that matchday feel as well as experience the newly updated virtual press room where you can sit next to the likes of Pep Guardiola himself, Mamuela Kanji, Nathan Ake, and Erling Haaland. If you want to be in with a chance of winning this fantastic prize, all you have to do is subscribe to the Talking City Podcast and leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and email a screenshot with your name, location, and contact information to Talking City Pod. That's Talking at gmail.com. And we will announce the winner very soon. Good luck.
2: want to talk to you about your goal in the Champions League final because I think you, you know it probably goes some way to defining your Manchester City career. I mean what a what an incredible moment. Can you can you take us back there because you know I was in the stadium that night and mm-hmm. it was inc- I, I must say I thought City would win much more comfortably but so intense wasn't it it was so close. Yeah. And the build up to that goal
1: you know d- it, it, just tell us what tell well, us your your memory of that. I mean I have lots, lots of memories about that night, that magical night for us, that unbelievable. Uh, individual is something people don't realise is you, you play an individual game and a team game. Um, and of course, people expect to, it was going to be a bit more easy, let's say, it's a Final Champions League. Big credit for them, uh, big team. And they have two Champions League when we don't. So for me, they were the favourites. They have the experience we didn't. Uh, and when you first play that game, because I didn't play the last final of the Champions League, you realize that uh, it's not the same kind of game you play normally. It's a different game. Emotions, uh, your your heart is more, you know. And it's normal that the things don't work the same way. Mm. Also because they had a great team and they, they study a lot us and uh, the way they perform. I think they had a great game, great team. But individually, uh, you live in another way and there's lots of moments in the game absent i remember i didn't start well the game uh and i I went into the halftime and the coach was like very direct to me it's like we need you to be better like straight yeah Mm, i think uh it worked for me but maybe for another player didn't but in that moment it makes me you know say like i have to do much better i have to uh, to help the team, help the team needs the better version of me. And I remember playing the second half and saying, like, give everything. Don't think much on the consequences of the things, just go forward. And then, yeah, uh, suddenly this ball appeared to me. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't part of, the, of that uh, of that pass or of the chance. It just appeared there. And I remember I made the two, three steps because I found the space. Um, and the first thing I, I I thought it was to shoot strong. But then I realized uh, I'm going to have one in all the game. I'm not going to have anything else. And I saw like eight players on the box covering the goal. I was like, if I bang this ball, they, some will deflect and it will be easy for them. So then I faked I'm going to shoot strong and at the end I put this ball. And when it came in, I was like, I think it was the... Fastest run of my life. Uh, emotions, everything came. Uh, I remember I talked to my teammates, there's still 20 minutes to go. So it was a very emotional, everything. And when the whistle, when the referee whistle, I was like, we did it. We did it. And you see in the faces how tough mm. it is to do it and how much we work for this.
2: Mm. Did, did you feel more pressure in that game because you hadn't played that previous final? And there was so much talk about it, wasn't there, at that
1: time? Well, uh, to be the thing, in that moment, I didn't talk about Chelsea final. Mm. I think it's something that you live in football. Uh, Sometimes it's the decision of the coach. And I remember that final, I was with my team. I was with my team. I won so bad to win uh, because we are a team. And this is the the secret of this team. Uh, We couldn't do it. Uh, next year we couldn't arrive into the final, and then when we have that that chance, and I realized that this was the moment I could do a step forward. I think naturally I just go for that. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that you have to pre- be prepared all these mm-hmm. years, and when that moment arrives, uh, you are prepared for that. Mm-hmm.
2: Is that. Is that the greatest moment? You know, I think you, I think I've seen you, 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 you know, you de- describing it to sort of kind of Iniesta in. Johannesburg and and sort of kind of Zidane in
1: Glasgow. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's you know. Uh, to to be fair, uh, when you score these kind of goals in these moments, uh, they are like iconic goals. And for me, I cannot be more proud of myself, my family, what what I did, because it was the first of the of this club. It was the first of everything, and it will be forever for me. Uh, yeah, as you said, Iniesta, Sisu, this kind of goals moments they'll remember forever and I was so happy to leave that
2: Did, does the deeper line midfielder always get the get the credit I mean I, I could not believe that you finished fifth in the Ballon d'Or and didn't make top three in, in the FIFA best I voted yeah. for you in the FIFA best by the way yeah
1: but uh, if you understand yeah. how it works then you realise that it's normal I mean uh, if I want to be more if I want to be there, of course I want to but I understand how it works, I understand the business, I understand everything. So it's not, it's something that it doesn't make me suffer or make me be worried about. I know how it works, I know that goal is football in general for the fans, for the people. Uh, is a very social and marketing uh, product in the sense of individual trophies and this kind of thing. So I understand that part. I wish, not for me, because I think in the past, uh, lots of great midfielders. They didn't have the credit they deserve, uh, and majority Spanish midfielders. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, as I always said, for me, what I will remember is the collective trophies.
2: Yeah, no, sure. Just want to ask you about your red card against Forest, because obviously, you, within that year, you've missed those you've missed those games. That was so unlike you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's part of. Uh, I said it, I don't, I don't have any issue to comment. How do you I made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, it's part of football. Uh, sometimes the emotions are there, and I don't understand the football in that way when you, when you have an argument and you fall down. Okay, if you want to do it, do it. Uh, uh, if you want to take advantage or, or fake this, I'm not that kind. But I did a mistake about my team. To, to react that way. So it's something I learned, and for sure uh, it's not going to happen anymore. So it's good. It's good that sometimes happen these kind of things because you can learn from this. Yeah, yeah. It must have been
2: so painful to be out for those three games yeah, and see the, see the team it suffer was... in those three games.
1: Yeah, it was frustrating for me. Uh, not only for, for my individual perspective, don't play, also because the team. Um, but yeah, it's part of, I said, I cannot do it all the time. It happened, happened, and I will learn from that. Uh, I remember I didn't thought about, because in England it's too much, three games. In mm. Spain it's not three games, it's just one. And when I was walking to that, I was like, oh, I'm going to miss this, I'm going to miss, oh my. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, obviously, you, you, you've come back since since then. Yeah, but-
1: no. Something I want to say about that mm. is uh, I directly, after the game, went to talk to the referee and say, kind of, you know, I'm not this kind of, I uh, react bad, I understand. Uh, I did it because this, so... I tried to uh talk to him yeah. uh, because I didn't feel good about the situations. Uh, and also I talked with my teammates, so yeah. It's nice nice to offer the referee that respect. Yeah, I came to him. That's the way you feel. Yeah. Yeah, I feel to, to mm, do it. Mm. Uh just to let him know uh that uh he knew. He said like Rodri, I know you're not this kind of player. So yeah, everything was yeah, sure. yeah.
2: Can I take you back to the start of this season and basically, you know, you just won the trouble. You are, you know, you've got other sort of knock-on trophies, the you know, World Cup and Super Cup to, to, to chase as well. How on earth did that did, did Pep Guardiola lift the team to say, you know, go again? You know, when when obviously you've given everything last season. How,
1: how does well,
2: even a great intense. manager like that do that?
1: In terms of performing, it's not easy because I think about. I think we have two weeks of pre-season. I think it's crazy. It's two weeks of preseason, you go again and then you have another trophy and in the league you have to start like this because we, know, we all know how this league works. Uh, it's not easy, but I think he is great finding the way to motivate you. He's so good in that and he, when you don't perform well, he's like, ah, I don't like this, I don't like this. Um, so he's the first that doesn't allow you mm. so uh, in that sense for us uh, we just switch on and I think it's also important the fact that to find new goals yeah. uh, we can do history this year in, in the way we can achieve four in a row so this is something that the player really feel uh, to keep doing something that never no one has done so I think it's the, that's the thing D- does
2: the manager instil that upon you? You know, because there's been great teams in the past that have won three in a row. You know, I'm thinking Man United, I'm thinking Liverpool, you know, teams of the past. Mm-hmm. You know, just, or do the players immediately know that history? Do they strive for that more history themselves? Or is, is that man,
1: is it I man think it's both. Done? I mean, individually, you, you think, oh, I want to do this, I want to do it again. Because the feeling when you win is is great. And, and you still have... The, the, the thing that happened to me is like, you see the team, it's like, we can go for more. Mm. It's not like we did one unbelievable year uh, because everything was great, and it's gonna be so tough. No, we yeah. can do it again. We actually can do it again. So I think this is so important. The trouble. Yeah. We can do it again. I mean, knowing how tough it is to to, to win, uh, but we can. We are alive in all the competitions. FA Cup. We we won Tottenham away. That was one of these games that we never <laughs> won. Uh, but we are there. Champions League. Of course, it a long way, but we're there in the Premier League. We're fighting again, so yeah. this is what we want. Arrive into May, uh, uh, April, with options for everything. Yeah.
2: How do you time that run? Because we were talking about it before, that basically you've now won nine in a row across all competitions. That includes five in the Premier League.
0: But
2: how is it that Manchester City, year on, year out, basically from, from March, you know, this year, February onwards, you just win games? I mean, that, that is perfection, isn't it? Is that know-how?
1: Is that experience? Yeah. What is it? I think, it's a, I think it's most, most of the this experience is knowing where the most important part of the season is going to take part. And we all know that. Of course, it's, if you don't do this six months good, you're not going to have a uh, chance to, to fight. Uh, so that's why it's so important. But the key part is, is the, the one is coming now. And you see in the upgrade of the players and the performance of the players. You will see the best version of the, of the players right now from, from the end of the season. Uh, and it's something you experienced in the past. It's something uh, you know and it's something as a team you, you know. So it's like January, February, we go. We just go. Come on, guys. We don't need to talk much. It's not about doing a, a meeting or whatever, guys, we need. No, no, we all know. It's part of, of what we learned these years here. What fascinated me recently,
2: I read an interview that you did and I was preparing for this, That you said the best version of this
1: team is still to come.
2: What do you, what do you mean by that and how can you get
1: better? You see Phil Foden, how old is Phil Foden? You see new players like Toku, Mateos Nunes, uh, well, Kovac is a bit more uh, old but still a long way. Uh, you see new players coming like Rico, Oscar Bob, you see players like uh, Kevin, Kyle, with 10 years of football, 15 years I still they have more years. You see all of these facts and you, you see we have team for, for the next years. That's why I mean, so it's not ab- uh, about performing. It's about how you, the things and Cheeky for that is, is, the, is the big part of that, mm-hmm. knowing that uh, this team still young too, for the next years. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I guess last year was very much City v Arsenal in the title race, wasn't it? Do you
1: think this year will be tougher, the title race, because it's put arguably... I think since I, since I arrived, <laughs> every year has been more tough and more tough, to be honest. Yeah. Now, I think, to be fair, we have two more contenders, two contenders for the title, uh, or even three, if you want to add uh, maybe a Villa. So, Yeah. <laughs> It's even hard when you have more opponents. So, yeah, it's going to be until the end. I, I don't expect it's going to be in one month. Uh, no, I think it's going to be until the last game. But we're ready for that. Have Liverpool surprised you this season? Been better than you thought that maybe no. the. No, I know they, they're going to come back. I know Liverpool with Klopp, with the, the, the way they, they perform and the players they have all these years. Of course, there was a new cycle for them. Important players leaving and others coming. But you see, the way they play is the same. I mean, they change the, the players, but the way they, they go is, is the same, so I expect them to be there.
2: Yeah, Arsenal, you know, they obviously were really good last season. They showed, I guess, on Sunday that they're, you know, determined to, to fight. Yeah, sure? you
1: sure. We all see what they're able to do. So they beat Liverpool, I think, in a very good way. So I think they... It's a team that last year they... Almost, they de- do everything perfect. Almost, uh, and this year they're doing great. So yeah, they will be there also.
2: What, what's been your toughest game this season? this season, as you view it?
1: As you view it? Oof, I think Sevilla. I think the final against Sevilla. The Super Cup oh, it was it was a tough one. Uh, we we went uh, winning in the penalties, but I remember we scored. Cold I scored uh, in the seventy, and it wasn't easy. I think it mixed because we were a bit not prepared. Two weeks of pre-season was the first game, but I think it was the toughest. Mm. And in the Premier League, in the Premier League uh, that I played, um, Liverpool game. I think, Liverpool, Tottenham at home. I think we deserve to win, but always uh, they find a way. I mean, to even though when you're better, they have weapons to punish you also. Is there an individual opponent who's really stood out for you this season? Individual? I think there are lots of individual players that are doing great. Uh, I don't know. I cannot tell you one, but a lot of, Villa players, they have a lot of them. They're showing step forward. A lot of them, uh, Arsenal also, Liverpool. So they're they're doing great. Tottenham also, mm-hmm. big upgrade to be fair. Uh, the way they play and the performing.
2: Yeah, you, you you touched on it there about the workload, about how many games. I mean, it's astonishing how many games you played. You know, do, yeah. Are you? I mean, how do you keep? so fit. You you don't get injured really do you? I mean that is testament to your professionalism but it must take its
1: toll. Yeah I mean uh, I always said as much as I think the fact that we played so many games uh, you see how many injuries there have been in the beginning of the season and and these things I think is something we have to the the people that organise football and directors they have to look for us uh but yeah i try to yeah it well rest well and and try to do the exercise i have to do but uh of course uh try to do, as you say dosificate how do you say it in english uh do dosi- dice si dosificar see like trying to... uh, De- uh yeah yeah uh, yeah 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 yeah, not going full gas everything yeah. yes. uh all the games um so try to understand when you have to be go for it and when you have to be I mean, understand your body also. Yeah. When it's very tight, you have to be, okay, that this is part of, and you gain it with experience.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, last year was pretty special, wasn't it? This year, you've also got the Euros at the end yeah. of it. I mean, this could be, I mean, is that almost what drives you on? We were touching on it before, but basically the opportunity to go one better. Than the even one better, you know, than, than yeah. before. You never thought you'd be able to say that, but yeah. I mean, you, you know, you got this, you know, the great opportunity with Spain with the nation.
1: yeah, we we do have, and it's something uh, we're spectating a lot in, in Spain uh, because we we won the Nations League. Uh, we are in this moment that we are rising again. Uh, we know that we are not the favourites, of course. Uh, we've been a long time without. Winning, uh, and we know that. So that's why we have to go like a, I would say, like a s- small team, try to do even more than the others to yeah. run like like the like anyone and try to show our football. But knowing that uh, we have to be competitive, being competitive is the key for for us. Who are the favorites? <laughs> well, I think uh, we all kind of agree that England, France, they are uh, the favorites. I think. I think it's the best generation ever in England. To be fair, <laughs> nice perspective. Uh, and in France, we all know they've been two finals of the World Cup, always there. I think they are the two favorites. Can you individually get better as a player? Yeah, of course. I
2: think still, you know you're still young.
1: Yeah, I, I'm still young, but uh, with these players that, like Rico, they make you feel you're not young, but uh, I'm very, very young, you know. Uh, I still lots of potential to, to grow. Uh, and this is something I think I, I show since I signed from City. So my version from my first year from now uh, is every year has been better. So it's something that um, um, I want to. I think until the last day I retire that would be in my mind to be better every day. Mm. And do, do you, I mean, do you love the Premier League and do you love, you know, City here? I mean, it, it, I honestly, you don't know until you come here, but the uh, Premier League, England, Manchester, I think something special. I think something special the way you guys understand football. Uh, and of course, now the league is becoming more international because of course, players like me from all over the world makes the Premier League. So, I think before was like just England, yeah. yeah, English players and the way that you play. Uh, now it's international, but it's so good, mm.
2: and it drives you on, I guess. You know, just the enjoyment. You know, you, yeah, can, you can actually see. I think when you
1: play football, that you are enjoying yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think uh, to be fair, anywhere you you play, I mean, Spain, Italy, France, England, but England, uh, every game is like so competitive, so demanding. It demands the best of you. The crowds are always full. Uh, they love their teams. They want them to win. Uh, this is something special. Yeah, just just finally
2: on on, on this for me. Just what makes Pep so special? Is he the motivator? Is he the tactician? Does he get more out of you? Does he? Do you feel see the
1: game differently? Nah, no, I think when what people like Pep make like Pep makes special uh, is the hunger, because if you see. Pep From his first early day, uh, days, uh, years as a coach, nothing, nothing to do with now. Yeah. He has a completely evolution every year, so I cannot tell you is the tactics. Mm. No, because every time it's changing. Is the is the way he now is the the way he wants to do it again and wants to win and wants to find a way. And I think that's the key, not only for Pep but for all the big names that won, that mm. wins for over the years. Yeah, and that drives the team, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, has to. yeah, of course, I think everywhere he's been, he transmits out he, these things. Uh, yeah.
2: Can I hit you with a few quick five yep. questions? With, hopefully, hopefully with a bit of fun. <laughs> I don't know, you must have seen what Jack Grealish said about uh, For, for sure,
1: way. it's going to be so different, the answers. <laughs> 100%, 100%. So he described you as the worst dresser. What they don't understand is like, I say, guys, I don't need to be in the fashion week to come to train. You know, I wear my tracksuit or whatever, and I will do better when I go dinner or whatever, but not when I go training. And they just dress like, I don't know, like was the fashion week of Milan every day. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> and the worst, you know, I think they also described you as having the worst music. Worst music also? Oh, my God. Are you, are you completely serious? What you listen here, like trap, rap, everything. I don't like that stuff. I like I'm a pop guy, pop reggaeton.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, I'm with you. What's your favourite movie?
1: Oof. Mm, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not a very... I don't know much about movies. I I love watching, but I don't know. I think... No sé, ayúdame, Dani. I don't know, I don't know. Um, Next, I will answer. Favourite box set? Prison Break. Prison Break. What's your
2: favorite band? Favorite singer? Uh,
1: Internationally, I would say Coldplay, or I like Rihanna. I like, uh, in Spanish, I would say El Canto Loco. You don't know? Yeah.
2: Now, if you had one meal, you know that you could choose the last meal that you had on the
1: planet. What would it be? I think the the thing I enjoy most in my life is been sushi. Sushi. If you weren't a sportsman, if you weren't a footballer, what would you be? I said before, I think I would do my, my own company about... I love to talk, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's brilliant. I like the podcast. I like these kind of things. I okay. like uh, trying to help the people by the, by the word. Uh, but I don't know. What's your favourite podcast? We have a, a Spanish
2: one. It's called Jordi Wilde. And favourite favorite holiday? I mean, basically, would you... Are you more beach or more city person? I think I know the answer to this.
1: Normally it's like mountain or beach, right? right? More than, yeah, I like beach. I always, all my life I've been in, in the beach. But also I remember the winter break. I always go on a skiing. Okay. And I love it. Uh, I cannot do it right now, but uh, it's something I miss a lot. Yeah.
2: Take you back to the favourite movie. The Godfather.
1: Okay. Danny, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: whatever. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Brilliant. I would say Spanish, but... Uh, you don't know them, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah, thanks very much indeed. It was great. (laughs)